0: Good morning, guys. Welcome to this episode of Healing Your Codependency. I'm Marshall Bircher, and I'm your guide in helping you discover healthy relationships, helping joy, healthy uh, happiness, well-being after codependency and after abuse and neglect. Mm -hmm. I'm excited to be here. With you today. For today's episode we're going to talk about the one question I used to help me determine if I have a compatible relationship or not. Obviously there's gonna be other questions that come out with that too, but there is one really important question we need to be asking ourselves so we can understand what that is. And that question comes from understanding what compatibility is in my work. So before we get that shared out, I'm gonna get this uh, shared out to the community here on Facebook. <coughs> <coughs> so if you're looking for additional tools, guidance, support in your journey and living beyond codependency. Come join us in the Heal Your Codependency community. The link is above on Facebook, below on YouTube, and at my website at healyourcodependency.com. You can join us there. It's free and available. I'm going to go share it here real quick. While I'm doing that, let me know, guys, how you're doing, what's going on for you in your world, and as a heads up, we're moving into the summer break season. So June, I'll continue to do v- uh, videos and episodes for the podcast and everything. And we'll be expanding on to Instagram. And uh, we're going to be starting a really cool little option, Friday uh, se- uh, question session days. So you can submit questions. The link is above on Facebook, on YouTube, and it'll be on my front page, healyourcordofindancy.com. You can ask, submit a question, and then I'll answer it live on YouTube. So come join us there. They will all be anonymous, so no names will be used. So you can ask anything you want, and your privacy will be protected. So let's jump in here, and let's discuss this question about uh, about codependency. We can do that too. Um, About compatibility, what this means, what's going on there. So in my work, compatibility is different than what we're typically taught in self-help books or other relationship systems. The goal in my work with compatibility is to is the qualitative experience everyone involved is having. So it's not just me. It's not just person A or person B or person C. It's all of us that are involved in this. What is the qualitative experience? Meaning, does this align with what I want to generally and frequently feel on a daily basis in this kind of relationship? That's it. That's the question right there. The one question I ask. What am I feeling? And is this aligned with what I want to feel on a regular basis? And here's the key. What I'm feeling needs to be congruent with the pattern of behavior that is being exhibited in the relationship by them and by me. Because compatibility is mutual. It's not a one-direction thing. It's all variables, all people involved are are experiencing a qualitative experience that matches what they value and what they are seeking in that type of relationship. So if I'm in a romantic relationship, how's that showing up for me? Um, and in my romantic relationships, my values are very different than maybe like in a business relationship or a platonic relationship and same with friendship like friendship I would exp- I would um, value more play with with general support and care. Uh, but we don't have to have a high level of, you know, like emotional intimacy or anything like that, and not a high frequency of companionship. But in a romantic relationship, a companionship, intimacy, play, care would be more frequent and in different ways in different places, right? So you're going to have different qualities you're looking for in determining compatibility. Fundamentally, though, the thing that tells me I'm in a relationship with someone that's compatible is that they're fulfilled and happy, and I am too, in the way that works for me, and then the way that works for them. So it's a both-and, it's an us or a we thing. Are we both happy? Because if we're not, then we need to look at what's going on and examine what what is not being met, what is not being known, and see how we can cultivate that. Now sometimes we can't cultivate it in that relationship, so we bring in different resources to cultivate that particular element for them. And that can produce what's called compersion, which is the joy of seeing someone's significant other, partner or friend, have joy in a different relationship they're not a part of. That kind of thing, whatever it might be. So that's where friendships come in. That's where other kinds of support come in. That's where community can be built. That's any format of relationship, what's monogamous, polyamorous, can have all those structures in it. It just breaks down to the simple Concept, a simple question of Am I satisfied? Is this aligned with what I want? Is this feeling nurturing, safe? Do I feel safe, seen, and valued? If those are the things that matter to me in this relationship, do I feel wanted? Do I feel understood? Do I feel cared about? Do I feel uh, special? Do I feel like I'm a priority to them? Things like that. Whatever it might be, this is how we start to understand compatibility. Because it's the pattern of impact that will tell us if it's compatible with us. Because that pattern of impact is determined or created by the pattern of behaviors that are exhibited in the relationship. And this is why in my work, both in the essential codependency healing trainings, they start this Sunday, by the way, so if you want to join, the link's above on Facebook, below on YouTube, and on my front page at healyourcodependency.com, or in the codependency healing system, starts again in August, so keep an eye out for that. We focus a lot on sobriety. We focus on drilling into those three patterns that I talked about in one of the Essentials episodes last week. The three Essentials. The Pattern of Behavior, Pattern of Impact, and Pattern of Results. That's what tells us what is real. And so if we are anchored in reality, then we can determine if this person, place, or thing that we're interacting with is producing outcomes or impacts that we want to keep having in our world. And that's how we can answer the question of, are we compatible? <coughs> because a lot of times, what we do... <coughs> I just love springtime and the sinus assault of all this plants, but... <laughs> Joy, right? So what what we usually do in, in, in the idea of compatibility is we go towards a value system. While I value integrity and I value play and I value sport, those are what I call the what's. These are the the, the the ingredients we're looking for. But then there's this thing called the how in my work. The how is the way the what behaves. So what does play actually mean? What does it look like? What does it do? Um, how does it feel? to me, how does it feel to them? That how is where compatibility is discovered or incompatibility is discovered. This is the truth moment, the reality moment of how of the of the relationship. because if i'm I'm with someone who likes play a certain way, but that doesn't make sense to me then they're going to have a very unfortunate and painful experience. And so am I. It's not going to click. It's not going to make sense. It's like, we we don't really work well here in this area of play, right? Because their how is different than my how. So they don't connect. They don't make sense. When we have connection, we have chemistry, we have a synergy with someone. That typically means that there is a high degree of similarity in the hows. Of the things we want, the what's, so we have a high degree of compatibility or or natural understanding and communication or play or affection or mutual interests that we really resonate and, and respond to in a similar same ways. And that will typically produce an outcome that you know, hey, I like this, this is working for me I, I'm, I'm happy here. That's a good signal of compatibility in that area. Notice. Just notice for a moment that I am not saying love equals compatibility, because it doesn't. So one of the most sobering and challenging things I encountered in my work is to realize love has nothing to do with compatibility. Love has to do with affection, it might have to do with some chemistry, which can be part of compatibility, but it's not the whole boat. But it is not a signal that we're compatible. I've I've definitely been in love with people who are not compatible with me. I wasn't compatible with them. So love is an ingredient, but it's not a signal. It's not like the big, hey, we're compatible. And a lot of times in codependency, a lot of times in just normal, good old, fashioned, common romance, that's what we think compatibility equals. And it doesn't. doesn't. Compatibility is the function of the relationship and whether that function is producing outcomes or impacts that matter to the person and that they feel what they're looking to feel in that relationship experience. And it's got to be everyone because if it doesn't work for one, it doesn't work for any because it's fundamentally incompatible at that point. So one question is how do I feel in this relationship and is that aligned with how I want to feel? when we have aligned value systems that also function the way that makes sense to us, we're going to have a, a feeling of safety and understanding and comprehension. Then we bring in love or we can bring in romance or we can bring in play um, and all those things and it enhances it. But when we are not experiencing what we hope to be experiencing at the emotional level in a relationship and we can't comport that to a pattern of behavior the person's exhibiting, then we've got a problem. Because I, I know my, like some of my trauma-bonded experiences, I had a huge amount of euphoria towards them and I felt like we had amazing compatibility. While I was also minimizing all the distress, I was minimizing all the problems, all the gaps, all the frustrations. And I was unable to really comprehend the relationship because I thought we were compatible. We just got to work all these you know, repeating patterns of problems out. Didn't really work. What had to happen is I became sober to the fact that the pain I was going through told totally me we weren't compatible. It was really important. Pain didn't seen, feel seen, didn't feel valued, wasn't seen, wasn't valued based on the pattern of behavior I was experiencing from them. And I was trying to control, I was trying to <clears throat> regulate, and I was trying to change myself or become perfect in order to earn that love, and that's where things failed. Those are my big signals that this is not a functional, compatible relationship. So I had to step out of it. As I've moved into more compatible relationships, I've discovered that it really comes down to, oh, their pattern of how they treat me leads me to, I, I feel this way in response to it. I feel loved, I feel seen, I feel valued the majority of the time. And when we have a conflict, we have pain, and something isn't functioning well, then we lean towards each other. We acknowledge the pain. We acknowledge the anxiety about the pain or about the situation. Hey, this is really scary for me to talk to you about. I'm I'm scared I might not be seen or heard. And then they're like, you know, understanding your history, I can see why. And I'm here just to listen. And then they give that to us. And then we give that to them, I thank you. And they're like, you know, I'm a little scared too. I'm, I'm scared about what... Well, you might be gonna share and I'm I you know, from my history it's like, oh, maybe I'm in big trouble. Like, oh, I could totally get that too. That makes sense. See, this this pattern of acknowledging the the pain about the pain, the pain or the fear about sharing the fear, I mean, is a profound way of moving towards each other so that we can understand and care for each other. And this is one of the hallmarks of compatibility for me. It's how do we respond to each other's pain? How do we care about that pain? How do we care about our anxiety and our fear about sharing our pain? How are we we being received in that? See, to know what is compatible for you, you must know what is valuable to you, what matters to you, and what you want to dominantly feel and experience in your relationship, both in conflict and communication and attachment in the companionship of it, the intimacy of it. And I'm not just meaning sex. I am meaning the emotional availability of it, the closeness and warmth we feel with that person, how safe it feels to reveal the unsure and uncertain aspects of ourself. That's, I mean, intimacy is about being revealed. It's about being known. So that that's what we're going for there. How we're cared for. Are in our limits, our capacities, in our struggle, in our joy? Is our joy valuable to them? Do they care about that? Vow, that? Do they seek to celebrate the things we celebrate too, even if it's not serving them in some way, or if in it, even if they're not even involved in it? But you can see, oh, that really brings you joy. I'm just, that makes me so happy that, that you get to experience that. Compersion. It's a big deal right there. So when I talk about compatibility, that one question, is the dominant experience I'm having in this relationship aligned with what I want to dominantly experience? And now you know what to look for. Because it's not qualities on a piece of paper. It's not traits that you've outlined. It's not core values. It's the function of the relationship. Whatever it might be. And this applies to coaching, therapy, it applies to your parents, it applies to your kids, it applies to Uh, money, it applies to work, it applies to business, etc., etc. Is this aligning with what I value in this and what I want to dominantly experience? And if it is, great. And if it's not, then we can look at what's going on and see if it can be grown and changed in a way that brings those results for you and them. Or if there is actually a fundamental impasse that we need to either learn how to work around or accept that it's there, and we cannot proceed forward in the particular kind of relationship we're looking for. That's sobriety. That's healthy relating. That's compassionate relating. And that's real love in action. So that is today's training, my friends. If you want to go deep on this, watch out for the Codependency Healing System. We start August 14th. That's coming up faster than you think. It's like three months away. Uh, june july oh yeah and so we got that coming but if you want the essentials and healing your codependency to get that foundation where you'll experience more peace more clarity more direction and structure so you can end your dependence on codependency and actually build dependence on your own confidence your own value as a human being your own power come to the essential codependency healing trainings we start this sunday uh, they are. They happen on Sundays at 12 p.m. to enroll. The link is above on Facebook, below on YouTube. Enrollment closes this Saturday, so you've got about four-ish days or so there. Next time this particular course will be taught will be in September, September 24th, if I remember right. So get in on this because we're moving into the summer break So you get that training. So, yeah, come join us there. Also, got questions you I'd like answers to specifically from me? Check that description again above on Facebook, below on YouTube for the Friday question sessions. Submit that. We'll start that in June. So watch out for that. Thank you again, my friends. Let me know your thoughts on today's episode in the comments below, what you learned and what else you'd like to understand about and like and share this if you're on YouTube and hit that subscribe button. Thank you guys. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.